Responsibility, choice, and freedom. Principles are, absolute principles, are not negotiable. They're states of being, states of presence, states of awareness, states of knowing. They're what omniscience and omnipotence and infinite and unlimited and absolute refer to, principles. And these are expressions, human expressions, because ultimately all the principles aren't principles to spirit or to even those, even spirit isn't spirit, isn't a spirit to spirit. Whatever that being nature is, just knows it is. That's it. Doesn't know all of the peculiarities that we try to figure out and the way that we try to figure them out. It stays exactly as it is, stable all the time. Peaceful, quiet, still, absolutely knowing it knows. Not thinking it knows, knowing it knows. It doesn't have a self to think about because it doesn't think about itself because it doesn't think, it knows. When you know everything and an all-knowing being, nature, an infinite nature, would be that, my estimation. It has no need to think. It's not trying to figure anything out. It's not trying to wonder why. It just is what it is. So responsibility, choice, and freedom are such things. They're, they're absolute principles. For human functional capacity, what are we doing here? How are we expressing that absolute nature that would be ours, that it would be ours, that it isn't somewhere else? Because that infinite nature, if we could, if it could be somewhere else, would suggest it's not infinite. If there's a gap in the infinite, that is not infinite because there can't be any gaps in something that's absolute. So suggestion here, the proposal here is that we are responsible by nature. And what does that mean? It means that no matter what we think and no matter what we do, we remain responsible. And I would suggest we feel guilt and shame when we think irresponsibly and think and act irresponsibly. We feel guilt and shame is an accurate assessment of being guilty for that and ashamed of it because we know better. We know that we know, and we are aware that we're aware. And when I think I'm not, I think I'm the exclusion to something I can't be excluded from. And that is a major conflict in thought, major conflict. Why? Because it would be to claim that the essence of everything is now up to my thinking, rather than the essence of everything providing my chance and possibility to think. It turns the tables, turns my back to what's happening and gives me the impression that all of my fantasy about what I think is happening is all that is happening. And as a result, I wonder why I lose productivity in the world because all I'm paying attention to is what is not happening and what I think is happening. And so what is happening gets completely unnoticed for the most part. I'm, my interactive capacity is shut down and I have to go numb to make believe that what I'm doing in that misery I'm creating is controlling it by, by becoming desensitized to what's happening around me. So I can do all those irresponsible things, all of them. Why? Because the nature of principles is love, generous, giving, always. Allows me every choice, every choice I want to make, I'm free to make. So choice. Choice always allows me to choose any option, any possibility, anything that can be done or not choose. 
I'm never condemned to make a choice. And the idea that there's no choice is insane, that there's no other choice than to do the one thing that we say is the only thing we should do when it's the wrong thing, the addictive thing, the compulsive thing, and all compulsions are never good for us, none of them, ever. They're all killing us in some way. They're all killing the body, not the being, they're killing the body in some way. Whenever I'm on those paths and make believe that choice is my only option, I'm missing the fact that it wouldn't be a choice if there were no other option. And yet I call it a choice and my only option. That's not true. Choice always allows not to be chosen. Always, always, always. As the present is always present, choice is always free to choose not to choose. Always. And who is that choosing? Me. It's my choice. It's the choices I choose within thinking. Why? Because I'm free. Why? Because we're free. Because the nature of existence is freedom, independence, growth, productivity. When things die, they provide life for things new. Trees decompose, they provide the rich soil for the new trees to grow. We're all part of that process at a human level. At a being level, there is no change. There is no process. There is no revitalization or new life. It's just life. It's absolute life. When I am aligned in my thinking with how things are, my productivity naturally goes up. My sense of fulfillment naturally goes up. My sense of great fullness becomes natural, not a contrived thing I need to do on a regular basis to remind myself of something that never changes. I'm just now expressing those things, that great fullness, in thoughtful rather than thoughtless ways. That shift and change begins whenever we're looking at things accurately. And we've all done that. We've all been productive. We've all seen those values grow. And value isn't just money. Money's just a byproduct of value. Values in a sense of feeling worthwhile rather than worthless. And low self-esteem. Esteemable acts lead to a sense of esteem. Why? Because everything lines up. Everything reflects something. If I'm wearing a mask in a mirror and arguing with the mirror to take the mask off, I got a lonely job. And yet internally, I make believe that I can do that and somehow keep it to myself and hide from everybody else and wonder why I feel embarrassed and ashamed to show my face, to interact. Responsibility, choice, and freedom are not choices. <laughs> They're just natural states of being. The irony with principles and spirituality and this absolute concept of the infinite is that it isn't a choice. When I start thinking it's a choice is when I start thinking in ways that are maligned, not aligned with what's happening. And what's interesting about something that isn't a choice, and it, it, interesting that addiction attempts to make believe that there is no other choice. It tries to mimic truth and reality in exactly the same way that truth and reality act, because in the infinite source, there is no choice. But having no choice is very different than pretending choice is only one option. Because having no choice would mean there's no, nothing to act on. And that actually, even with an addiction, is where freedom comes in. So it shows how the absolute nature always prevails.
an absolute source is not a choice, and yet there is no condemnation in that. And if you think of the addictive term of that, having no other choice always condemns us to the wrong thing. And when we do that in thinking, we think everyone else is wrong. And I'll give you a little clue as to how you're thinking. When you see other, what other people are doing is contemptible, it's obsessive thought that you're seeing them with. When you see them as suffering and you see them as compatible with your own understanding of what can go wrong, you're seeing them with more honest, aligned thoughts. The distinction between the two is very easy to see. One of them, we draw nearer the person. The other one, we're repelled by them. We're not repelled by them. We're repelled by the thought we're having about them. What we think is central to our experience. There's nothing going on 24 hours a day, seven days a week that anybody else could ever have as great an impact on as we do by thinking the way we think about them and others 24 hours and seven days a week. This issue is seemingly personal, but it's simply individual in the sense that each of us have been given a toggle switch to say yes or no, on or off, and either turn our back or face things accurately. And when we're not facing them accurately, we're really not denying anything. We just think we are. We're limiting our experience to what we think rather than recognizing that thinking is a part of something whole. If the horizon of our thoughts ends and we miss the fact that that end is the beginning of everything else, it's because we're so preoccupied with the fear and anxiety over trying to get that thought right that we don't want to see anything to undermine that potential, which has no potential, by the way. Responsibility, choice, and freedom are natural states of being for humans. They're natural forms of our ability to express our fullness and recognize our interactive capacity as something that does not go away when we isolate and try to be alone and try to segregate ourselves from other people. It's a part of what we're doing regardless of what we think. It's a part of who we are in terms of our human expression regardless of what we think. It's an absolute state of being. And if we express it, our own sense of fulfillment, our own sense of great fullness will naturally be satisfying and alert us to the value. And the difference, my experience, will say thank you rather than fuck you. And it's pretty much as simple as that. Our discussions are an attempt to allow ears that are interested in hearing and listening to partake in a discussion that isn't always correct. It isn't always accurate. It isn't always dead to the straight point. But it's a process and a chance to see how between us we can talk about things in ways that are more open to begin to utilize each other in valuable enough ways to see that the fullness of what we each have is something that is underutilized when we make believe we need to be protective with others and keep to ourselves the things that are haunting us rather than begin to open up around the most fundamental aspects of what we're thinking and the shame and the guilt we may or may not have or may or may not think we have but if you're conflicted with thoughts and find anguish and find things happen you can't understand, I would suggest there's something going on that you may want to pay a little attention to in some way that isn't what you've always done to continue to maintain it. 